The Minding Your Business podcast is produced by a group of professionals and business owners that live and work north of Boston. We are all in different professions and get together weekly to share ideas and best practices that are helpful to us in our businesses and in our family and personal lives. We started the Minding Your Business podcast to share these ideas to a wider audience. And welcome to our podcast. I'm your host, Amy LaMarche, and I am with my guest today, my favorite guest, Brian Favorite. Good afternoon. Brian is the owner of Spacious Beginnings out of North Reading, and I'm going to ask him to elaborate on what exactly he does and how he can help people. I, one thing I'm really curious about, Brian, is how you came up with the name. The name is Spacious Beginnings. So when I, I started the company in the in the past year, I was uh, trying to find, like most businesses, a way that I could help people, um, you know, in a meaningful way. And as a, after I stumbled upon the idea of uh, doing an, a home organization business, I, I had to think about, you know, in, in terms of the name, what would be the most, I think, meaningful to people. And what I often find after I'm <clears throat> helping people clean out their, their homes or reorganize their space you sort of are left with that impression of like a new beginning so to say so things are if you've ever moved out of a home or an apartment um all the all the stuff is gone it's all out and then you're kind of left with oh wow look at all that space that we had to begin with so that's what i'm kind of hoping to accomplish with that all right so let's rewind it and tell me exactly what you do we help people organize uh, their homes, declutter in a variety of ways. The um, the genesis of the idea was not to be just a junk removal company, not to say that it's not helpful and not that a lot of clients don't need that uh, help as well, but more often than not, our clients typically need help with um, getting rid of stuff, then reorganizing the space for something else, because that's typically why people are getting rid of things. It's because they're trying to do something else, whether they're going to be renovating or cleaning the rugs or you name it there's a variety of different reasons so we go in we try to help them get rid of the stuff that they don't need but beyond that we also take it a step further perhaps they want to move some features of their home around like couches or tvs or you know bigger heavy things that they might not be able to move themselves and then to take it even further when they after they've done moving certain things they often need help setting things back up and so what we do is we try to fill in the blanks where other services won't necessarily do all those activities for them. And we try to create a nice package for them to make it easy and seamless. Um, I, I like to th I think I'm sort of a visual person, so I need sort of tangible examples to really understand something. Um, maybe I'm just not very smart, but anyway, no. um, I um, what I'd love to know sure. is or, or have is an example of um, a situation where you've helped somebody from sort of start to finish. Because I I also um, I, I work for Salem Five Bank. For those of you who who don't know, I work with a lot of um, individual customers and business customers. And um, what I find is a constant issue is people are are overrun with stuff mm -hmm. and they're just I mean yeah. I, I've had so many conversations because people are trying to move or downsize or whatever and they're just overwhelmed with stuff right. and so I'm thinking that that's kind of what you address right. but again if you could give me yeah, an sure. example 
um, start to, to finish. To, to illustrate that, yeah, absolutely. And actually, we had a, a customer this past summer. Oh, several customers, but one in particular that comes to mind. Um, she was a, a perfect example of what I was hoping my comp- my business to accomplish and, and be the full spectrum of services. So she's a, a, a property owner, and she was um, moving stuff from one. She had this a storage place at her one of her properties. And wanted to move all the furniture back into the home to live there for a period of time, so we were able to go there, help her, you know, take the furniture back in. Uh, oftentimes, some of it was antique furniture, and also needed some putting back together. And because it was custom made, it required you know special tools. It's not just like a, a you know simple IKEA not furniture. A key, yeah. yeah, I mean we do help people with IKEA furniture as well, but we we help people put you know to bring the stuff in. Put the furniture together. She also had some stuff that she wanted to get rid of because it, it, you know, she grew out of it. It was too old, so we helped um, dispose of that as well. And then on top of that, when we were setting up, you know, the the desks and things, she had some um, technology stuff like printers and computers that she wanted to put back together, uh, or I should say, uh, reinstall. And then also looked for some recommendations for um, technology uh, improvements. She, so in her basement, she was. Um, she wanted to have a treadmill, and then she was trying to think about, you know, what's the best way for, you know, the entertainment system to work in conjunction with that treadmill. So uh, what we also do, and I, I always try to stress this to my clients, please, you know, I, I don't always charge them for it, especially if it's a, a simple, smaller thing, but um, talk to us first about what your vision is, and then we can help execute that in the best way. Because that what happens is if they don't, people tend to, uh, if left to their own devices, might not always make the best decisions, and then it might either cost them in frustration or more money to fix it later on. So we were able to help her, uh, give her some ideas about how to, you know, find a, a TV situation that was going to work for her needs. Also helped, you know, figure out what the cable situation would be like. Do, do you need cable? Are there alternatives that you could use? So those are just some examples of, uh, you know, a customer who really got the benefit of having the full spectrum of what we could offer. Now, give... I'm curious about your background and mm-hmm. how you uh, came to do this sort of business. Sure. No, absolutely. Well, and how you have all these tools. <laughs> well, uh, I, like I think most um, most people that enjoy working with their hands, that you sort of acquire tools over time. Um, and, you know, and as the, the need arises, you, you tend to buy them and you try to store them nicely. And that's actually one of my, my current projects I'm working on at my home is to actually organize my own system so i'm thinking through some different uh different options there but so how the question was how do i how did i come to do what i'm doing now yeah yeah what's your background yeah so my background is um it's a bit diverse but in more recent years it was consulting so i used to help people all right used to help i should say organizations um mid-sized companies make decisions regarding management consulting so that was oftentimes helping them thinking about their systems and their processes and how to best, you know, get the biggest benefit if they're making some changes to their organization. And it's like everybody else, you know, if you're if you're an individual person, if you're an organization, there's always ways to create better efficiencies and make improvements. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what I used to do. I and I worked for, with a team of people as a consultant, um, project managing and making those changes and and implementing them in the most efficient way that I could. And then during my time doing that, you know, I, I realized some things about, you know, what are the opportunities in society to, you know, help the, you know, the, the typical, I shouldn't say the average person, but the person 
you know, the residential individual, because it, it can be anybody. It doesn't really matter about income levels or capable, sometimes capabilities, but I found that most people need help doing stuff. And I was trying to think of a business where I could employ also other most people to help them do that sort of thing. And that, I think sometimes people ask me why we're not handymen. Um, it's more about, um, the. I guess it's, it's more about the, the quickness of helping them get where they need to go without paying for that more technical service. So what we, we offer expertise, but it's not going to be, you know, fixing a door or something. It's more of like, because we're trying to get them to the next step in their transition. So that's that's what my goal and my target was when we started this. And maybe later we might adjust it. But I think with any business, starting simple uh, is probably the best way to go. And so that's what I wanted to try to do. If I could create a simple business, hire people, and offer clients a service that was going to work, then I knew I could probably develop it further from there. So that that's kind of where I where I came from. <laughs> so where, whereas, uh, I mean, you probably saw junk removal mm-hmm. services um, uh, where you arrive and the client says, I need that gone, like they, those ads on <laughs> TV now, yeah. point and go. Sure. Um, but you're like, well, let me take this to the next level right. where I'm not just hauling junk, but I'm actually adding more value in the whole process. So I think that would be the bigger difference between uh, us and what, what some people might call the big guys. Um, they tend to operate on a more transactional basis, like you said, so point and get rid of the junk. But for me, I know I already I know coming in if they're asking us to point and get rid of the junk that there's something else. So my first question isn't usually what are you trying to get rid of? It's what are you trying to accomplish? Because that's the that's the bigger deal. That's but that's really what the client cares about. I mean, sure they might need the couch to go, but really they're trying to either get the carpet done, or maybe they're going to repaint the room, or who knows? Or, Somebody's moving in. Yeah, or, exactly. And yeah. so that by doing that, you know, we're understanding the client, we're understanding their needs, and then we can help provide all those services that they might need. Or on the other side of that is referrals as well. Perhaps I'm not able to accomplish everything for them, but my goal is to sort of act like maybe not a general contractor, but like a project manager to help them uh, work through that vision. So, yeah. mm-hmm. Like you might hook them up with a realtor or... Yeah, a realtor, a painter, a carpet cleaner. Um, who else? If they needed uh, prof- you know, legal services, accounting services. I People, when, you know, when we're there and working on site, we try to be as friendly as we can. People like to talk to us. The more people tell me about stuff, the more I, th- I feel that we're able to help them by in taking that information and then, you know, providing the best advice that we can in terms of getting them to the right contact. And that's, you know, you try to stay as when you have a business, stay in, in your lane to some degree because we're not all experts at everything. But what we can be are people that are resourceful. And being resourceful, I think, is critical in being a business owner because, it allows you to provide the most value to your clients. And that's pretty much the philosophy of my business is how do I provide the most value to my clients? And part of that is, if, you know, if I can't do it myself, then I like to associate with people who can. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, it, it brings to mind, I, I think I, you and I talked about this, but I do have a client who is in a very large house and, um, you know, at some point, probably in the fairly near future, needs to clear it out mm-hmm. and try to sell it. And I think he's beside himself not knowing where to start. I sure. mean, I understand this is about 10,000 square feet or something, right. like huge. Right. Um, so I think that's the sort of thing um, that right. I would refer you to, you right. know, 
in talking to my clients when I uncover such a need. Yep. And those projects tend to be um, they're they're stressful on a bunch of different levels. It's kind of it's kind of funny to think about because a lot of people assume that you know throwing things out is a, is a simple thing. I mean, it can be. You, you you bring your trash out every week. Not not a big deal. But especially with larger cleanouts, because there's so many pieces involved, and then there's, you know, uh, passed down valuable possessions. Uh, if you have family, some family members want different things. So we try to help those families, um, and I say families because in the case of like an estate sale or something, there's usually a lot of people involved. I mean, there's typically an executor, and we work with them because they're they're the ones who pay the check, so they're the boss. <laughs> but um, we try to, I mean, we try to keep everybody happy by keeping it. It's communication, right? You keep everybody on the same page. So when we do those cleanouts, we first, uh, and to illustrate maybe more about how that process would work, um, we would go in, um, understand, you know, they're just trying to maybe clear the house out because they're trying to put it up for sale. And so that's that's the ask, right? So that's what are you trying to accomplish is we want to sell the home. Okay, so how do we get started with that? And then that's where we start beginning to do the process of like, all right, well, how are we going to get rid of all this stuff? And then my first question might be, as you know, or my second question, I should say, are we just throwing everything away? Um, typically, that's not the case because... you know depending on timing the family might not have had a chance to go through everything yet so that's what we do is that's the start of the project plan i would say with the customer with with the client um and we figure out like timeline so i try to work backwards as well so there's (laughs) there's a lot of little moving elements and and as we're talking with the customer there's a lot of note taking and you know preliminary planning but then you know so when are we trying to sell the house by allows us to figure out you know when we need to get certain things done because then I can talk to them about, all right, so if you want to sell the house by then, you know, it, it would it would take roughly this amount of time to, t- to clear out the home with all the current things in there. But if you want to have family come to get rid of some stuff as well, then we need to figure out scheduling for that. So it's a, it's a very um, collaborative process with the mm-hmm. customers because otherwise the, ho- the home doesn't get cleaned out. I, I mean, I can go in and throw everything away, but that's not usually what they want. So we, and then we have to figure out, well, where is the stuff that we're going to keep? Um, you know, because it goes, it's iterative. So some family comes in, they pick up what they want, but then, you know, some, maybe another person in the family hadn't come yet, or maybe certain things they don't want to throw away, or maybe certain things they want to leave behind for the home. Um, sometimes there's like w- wood pieces or cement pieces that are, you know, adi- you know, additional or, or could be used by the next owner. We're getting, I think a little bit too into the details, but Basically, that's what that process looks like a bit up front at first. We, it's a bit collaborative. And then we go into, once we figure out what the schedule looks like, and then we actually go in and get rid of the stuff, that's probably the easiest part of the cycle, um, just going in and, and loading Executing the, the plan. Execute, exactly, executing the plan and getting rid of everything. And then at the end, you know, we do a walkthrough, make sure everything was where they wanted it to be. Perhaps a few things might need to be moved around. But then by then, it's pretty straightforward. So, important question. How do you quote? Um, how do you price your Absolutely. services? Right. So for the uh, basically, there's two ways that we uh, price services, and it depends on the service. So for the removal piece, that would be it's based more on the load size. So I we have to go do an estimate, figure out roughly how much you know how much time and effort and work and resources are going to be needed to uh, to execute the jobs. So how many people do we need, and then. Um, we figure out based on the load size. So sometimes it's you know roughly like one load, two loads, 
however many. And then sometimes people have hazardous materials or difficult things, so that all gets factored in. But ultimately what they get is just a, a, a quote a quoted price at the end, saying, like, this will cost X dollars to get rid of all the stuff that we had discussed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then for the anything that's kind of, like, done on hourly, so, like, moving things around, helping people with technology, um, basically anything that we're not throwing away, that would be charged at an hourly rate. We started $85 an hour and then $30 more per additional resource needed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, now, was there anything else that you wanted to add that I hadn't uncovered? Um, when to engage people like myself, and I and it's fair that a lot of people don't always do that, and that's fine. But what that can do is uh, either delay whatever your scheduling is, and that tends to be the biggest issue, or it can increase the costs. Because when every, anything's done sort of last minute, it's not to say that it's always more expensive, but it can be, especially when there's only, you know, if you had to be out that night. And we, we you know, we try to go out of our way to help people, um, but what that means is it costs them more money. So we had one customer once that needed to be out by midnight one night, and we we worked out until I think it was 9 or 10 o'clock, and, and we cleaned everything out. But they so call spacious table. beginnings yeah. <laughs> early. Right. Early when you're thinking about it. Right. We don't do we don't charge for estimates, so it's totally free. And I think what you know, the real value is you get peace of mind and sort of a schedule like well, how long and how much will this take. And I understand people are gonna quote us against other people as well. Um, and I, I tell people, uh, you know, we're not always the cheapest people out there. Not to say we're expensive. I'm I, I, I sort of uh, pride ourselves on being very competitive, especially against the bigger guys out there, but also the element of being insured and reliable people. Um, that, that that goes a long way. So I, I try to inform customers about that a little bit <laughs> when so they're choosing. That, again, it, it, it sounds ideal, and I, off the top of my head, I can think of three separate people um, that could really use your services really soon. Um, well, but they call the spring's coming up, and that's going to yes. be the, the busy season too. And that's what I hope. Uh, you know, obviously we, we we're in the business of being in business, um, but I, I want to try to help people as early and as soon as I can. So the, if people are thinking about making changes for the upcoming spring or summer, um, talk to us early because you know just because you don't want to do it right now, it doesn't mean it's not a good time to start thinking about it mm-hmm. or thinking about uh, more efficient ways to do it. Gotcha, gotcha. Any any um, best practices you have for, um, I don't know, organizing space or? No, absolutely. So I'm actually, it's funny you mentioned, so I'm, I'm doing seminars right now at um, some of the senior centers to help them thinking through some of that as well. Because, you know, we have customers from different walks of life, uh, meaning at different ages as well. So younger, younger people are typically moving or moving in or uh, perhaps clearing out for uh, someone who might have passed away. And then older people uh, may be moving on to, you know, uh, they could be downsizing or going into um, senior living. And so during these seminars, we, I, I, I explain to them a little bit about the process of decluttering and what are some of the efficient ways to do that. And, you know, I think most seminars typically are a plug for somebody to you know, promote their business. But what I try to do in those as well is talk to them about how they can engage their family to help them through the process as well. Because it becomes, I don't know if everybody thinks about this, but your stuff, if you don't get rid of it, kind of gets passed on to your kids and then you, you pass on a really big headache and also a big expense. So best practices are, you know, start early, have a plan. That's the biggest piece. Have a plan mm-hmm. about how you're going to go about doing it. And then you just got to execute the plan. I mean, at a high level, that's really what it comes down to. 
but um, but if I do get a chance to talk to customers, we, we go into a bit more detail about you know what would work best for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. It sounds good, and again, really, really necessary and um, needed, especially these days as we all tend to accumulate so much stuff and then become stressed out about it and, and overwhelmed. Um, so spacious beginnings out of North Reading. How can somebody find you? Absolutely. Uh, just go to our website, spaciousbeginnings.com, and look on there, see if there's any of our service. I, I try to, to not overwhelm people with all the things that we can do, but um, illustrate uh, what, you know, what we've done for other customers or generally how we help them. And then feel free to give us a call or email us. Uh, all the information is on the site there at uh, Spacious Beginnings. The phone number is 978-276-4599. And our email is just spaciousbeginnings at gmail.com. Can you do the phone number again? 978-276-4599. Great. All right. Well, now, to put in a plug for the station, we're at WCTV in Wilmington. And they are a fabulous resource to Wilmington residents and people with businesses in Wilmington or uh, members of local organizations. Um, I come into the studio and do the podcast. They're very helpful and supportive and um, really a tremendous uh, resource, again, even for TV stuff. Um, so if you're interested in getting into media, um, look them up, um, wctv.org. And uh, or give them a call or stop by the studio. They'll give you a tour and uh, show you all the resources available. Um, finally, if you want to um, find this podcast again or, or past podcasts that we've had on various um, good tips about uh, home and business, um, you can go to wctv.org and look on the podcast link or you can find us on Stitcher or SoundCloud. And now um, I will turn on the music, I hope, and um, end up this session. Thank you for having me, Amy. Thanks for coming, Brian. Oh, I gotta turn up the volume. <laughs>